everyone. Welcome to our second episode of Flags and Fouls. I'm Nathan Lee here with Sean Doherty, Jose Duran, and Omera Loya. Today, we're going to talk about the retirement of Phillip Rivers and the likely retirement of Drew Brees. We will also talk about the NFL Conference Championships on Sunday, predict how the big three of the Brooklyn Nets will do this season, and probably most importantly, should the NBA be playing with the threat of the coronavirus? Well, first off, how is everyone doing today? Everyone doing all right? I had my first day of class, and I, I'm a little spooked. I'm not even going to lie. Today was your first day of class? Today was my first day of class. I, uh, I, I basically looked over the syllabi. The syllabi? Syllabi? Syllabuses? Definitely syllabi. It is oh, definitely syllabi, but syllabi. man, syllabuses kind of sounds cool, though. Like uh, Syllabuses? syllabuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh... I'm I'm scared about my news writing class, and I like how I'm scared about it, even though I've written articles. But like, I'm I'm still scared to death of it. And uh, also, my intro to media production class, as if I haven't already been editing this podcast, but I've also had to take forever on it. So you know, there, there's probably a lot of things to shore up. Jose, Jose's probably just quiet because he just wants to beat me to death for complaining about my classes. He's probably just he's probably just fuming in the corner right now. Yeah, I want a KMS so bad, bro. It's okay. Why don't you tell our uh, Why don't you tell our audience what classes you have to take this semester? I have to take calculus two. I have to take inorganic chemistry two. I have to take university physics one, and I have to take me- intro to mechanical physics with engineering base. Yeah. Yeah, that's hmm. that's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting, bro. Uh, it, it makes you really want to go boom, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm in. <laughs> well, I have to take sports economics, which sounds a lot more fun than it actually is. It's a lot of microeconomics, and my teacher sounds very difficult, and I'm not looking forward to it. But I am also looking forward to it because it sounds like a fun class. Well, yeah, that um, yeah, that just sounds bad, Sean, but, um, you know. It's okay. We'll all get through it or we'll all die. I don't know what happens. Well, anyway, let's talk about one thing that's over now. Phillip Rivers career is over after 17 seasons, 16 with the 16 with the Chargers. Most of them in San Diego. Of course, they relocated to Los Angeles. And then this last season with the Indianapolis Colts lost a great game in the wild card round to the Buffalo Bills. Rivers played good until pretty much the last five minutes of the half when he threw every single ball away. Nonetheless, it was still a three-point loss to the Bills, who still are in the hunt for a Super Bowl. And to me, it just seems like Phillip Rivers' career, it wasn't wasted, but it was, it's just sad sometimes. Like, uh, I think the best one to me is in 2010. Uh, He led the league in passing yards. And they had the number one offense in yards and number one defense in yards. And they finished nine and seven and didn't make the playoffs. They started two and five. They start, they start two and five because their special teams are horrible. They, uh, they allowed four blocked punts, three kickoff return touchdowns, a punt return touchdown. And, and in general, they were just bad. They should have been bad everywhere. I hey, I mean, the special teams <laughs> is hard. I mean, you, you don't don't underestimate <laughs> special teams. Everyone underestimates special teams, and yeah. it's uh, including me. So not much really changed with the Chargers over the years. Yeah, yeah, not not really. Justin Herbert is and, uh, understanding. Yeah, understanding the pain right now. Philip Rivers passed the torch of playing great and still losing. <laughs> Pretty much, and uh, 
And, and it's funny, uh, Rivers was, of course, drafted fourth overall by the Giants, but they traded him to the Chargers because, of course, first overall pick Eli Manning did not want to play in San Diego. Frankly, the Chargers were bad, and they his it's funny Eli's dad Archie Manning also uh and then a, a former NFL quarterback uh he understood what it was like to play for a bad team. He played for the Saints when they were they were consistently bad, so he pretty much told Eli to uh not play there, which I thought was very interesting. But Philip ended up going to San Diego, and well. He, he he had a fun life. I mean, I, I think he enjoyed it. He got to one AFC championship, played through a torn ACL. He played through an ACL, bro. A torn ACL. That's kind of that's yep. insane. Good for him. Yeah, Not good for him, but I, respect. Yeah, it's it's I how he built different. I mean, how how, how? He, he just, yeah he just he just built different. He's, built he's, different, he's a cleanest but... trash talker of all time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's, uh, I, I'm not even sure that's an opinion. I think that might be fact. Dad Gummit, I think that's a fact. Dad Gummit. <laughs> Gosh darn it, Bulls. Dad Gummit. Quit Aw, facts. shucks. But anyway, shout out to Phillip Rivers. Finishes fifth in completions, sixth in attempts, fifth in passing yards, and fifth in passing touchdowns all time among NFL quarterbacks. Unfortunately, never even got to a Super Bowl, much less won one. But still a great career for Philip Rivers. Now he gets to go home to his wife and nine children. Well, he's gonna he's gonna coach high school football in Alabama. <laughs> oh, that's true. He is gonna coach high school. Imagine Philip Rivers is your, is your high school coach. Yeah, I, I would take I would take his classes on how to throw a perfect pick. He's really good at those. He is not. <laughs> this bad. is coming from the Cowboys fan who. I don't even know the last time they made the playoffs. Some some other era. Hey, Des caught it. Any <laughs> <laughs> oh your quarterback God. throw five intercept? I mean, four interceptions, Sean. We'll get to that later. Yeah, really. We'll get to that um, later. Hey, but Drew Brees is the goat. Drew Brees is whoa, not whoa, the whoa, goat. Whoa, 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 whoa. If he set aside team success, Drew Brees the goat. <laughs> No, it's uh, okay. It's to, oh, it, actually, it may still be Brady. Brady, we do think Drew Brees will retire. The reports are that he will. Uh, Jay Glazer, Fox Sports, reported that before the NFC Championship. Uh, we still have not gotten an official announcement. Reports are he will likely retire, though. Bro, the way he looked, he back. will retire. <laughs> yeah, it, it did kind of look like that. He will retire as the all time leader in passing yards if he were to do so. But, of course, Brady is right behind him, only about a 1,000 yards behind him. So Brady could overtake him then. I, I don't know. I mean, Tom Brady, I guess, statistically would be the best, even though. I, I guess that's a debate to have. But in the end, Drew Brees was, assuming he has done, had a fantastic career and really was important to New Orleans. Came there the year after Hurricane Katrina had just ravaged New Orleans. The Saints weren't able to even play there. They had to split between Baton Rouge and, I believe, San Antonio. And Drew Brees came there and led them to a 10-6 record, won the AFC South. A couple of years later, won Offensive Player of the Year, then won the Super Bowl in 09, and probably did as much for the New Orleans community as anyone, because uh, j- just with regards to morale especially, because uh, that, that, that was a time they really needed it, so... If if it's Drew's last, if that was Drew's last game on Sunday against the Buccaneers, 
Shout out to him. His wife also revealed he was playing with a torn rotator cuff. Which is just insane. Yeah, and uh, it was a torn fascia in his foot, too. Yeah, which uh, I kind of looked, and it that's very painful. I mean, I, I would think so. And and on the rotator cuff, like, I mean, I, I can't throw a ball 10 yards. I mean, we, we were talking about he couldn't throw deep. I can't throw a ball 10 yards with you know, or, or, or like two with a torn rotator cuff. So, I mean, I, I don't know how he got through it. And, of course, he also had those 11 broken ribs. He Punctured had the lung. collapsed lung. Yeah, he just he he was fine though, and and now and we also know his number one receiver was also hurt. He needed surgeries, and he kept playing. I I feel like the Saints were just really hobbled. It was which, a r- rough time for the Saints. It's interesting because they seemed so hobbled at times, and they still clawed their way to the number two seed in the NFC, and only lost to the Buccaneers in the divisional round on. Sometimes some weird plays just breeze through some picks and left the Bucks some short Arguably fields. They lost by a fumble. Yeah, it was that um, just turned the momentum of the game around. Oh, absolutely, and it was um, it, it happens. Of course, it broke Sean's bracket as well. It kind of broke mine, but uh, I still have a chance. I, I just uh, go Bills, go fucking go. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. Brees only went to New Orleans because he tore his labrum in two thousand five. Phillip Rivers was the backup at that time. And the Chargers didn't really offer him a contract he liked, so he went to the Saints, and Rivers ended up being the starter. And in that way, their careers are always linked. So it would be fitting if they both retire at the same time. And now let's preview people that are actually playing this week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship. That will be 205 Central on Fox. And the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. They'll play at 540 on CBS. Let's start with the Buccaneers and the Packers. To me, this should, you would think the Packers being the one seed and the Buccaneers being the five seed just by looking at it, that the Packers would have a sizable advantage, but I'm not really sure that's true. Uh, Y'all tell me what y'all think. I think that the Packers are probably going to win, but I also do think that you can't discredit the GOAT himself. And uh, anything can happen. Uh, honestly, though, I'm going to make a bold prediction, calling, calling, calling it right now. It, either the Green Bay Packers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win the Super Bowl. I mean, that that's not quite that bold. I mean, I, I definitely see that. Uh, if the Bucks defense can get and can play like they did against the Saints, I, I definitely see that happening. And if Brady continues to uh, play well enough to win, then they can get it done. But... I also have to think the Bucks scored on some short fields. I'm not quite sure that they will get that lucky. Although, again, maybe, I mean, that was on the defense, so. Yeah, I mean, watching Tom Brady play the Saints defense, which is, I think it's safe to say that it's better than the Green Bay Packers defense. Absolutely. He got away with at least two interceptions that were that should have been interceptions that were dropped. So he didn't play great. He was 18 for 33, two touchdowns off of, I believe they're both off of turnovers from the Saints. He also had that rushing touchdown, but he only threw for 199 yards. Some of that's game script, some of that's the Saints defense. So I'm interested to see how he'll play against the Green Bay Packers. Would have a little bit more pressure, so to speak, with the Packers offense. I mean that is a good point because uh, in the game with the with the Saints the, the Saints offense wasn't really doing too hot, 
But the Packers' offense has been on fire the whole season. And uh, that Rodgers-Adams uh, connection has been deadly ever since he came back from that hamstring injury. Yeah, I think these games, the, the Packers versus Buccaneers are going to be up to the Buccaneers' defense. If they can stop the Packers, then I think they have a better chance of winning. But I don't think the Buccaneers' offense can keep up with the Packers' But it's offense. all going to come down to the defense then at that point because... Yeah, we will have to see. The Green Bay defense has not been that great. You wonder if Tampa Bay will try to run the ball more. Green Bay has not always had the best run defense, especially this season. So you'll we'll have to see how that goes. To me, this could end up being a shootout. I, I do think Brady could actually, and Brady and the Bucks could play really well against his Packers defense. But I also see, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been uh, fantastic. And they did not do well against the Buccaneers in the regular season. I just don't think that matters as much. I, To me, this could be. Didn't they lose 38 to 3, something like that? Like it was really insane. bad. But I do think the Packers will do a lot better than that. To me, this is close. To me, this is going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I picked the Packers to win, but I definitely could see the Bucs pulling this out. I honestly, though, thought the Saints had a better chance against the Bucs than the Packers would have. So, uh, I mean, you know, what what do I know, I guess? Of course, knowing how hurt Breeze was and how hurt Michael Thomas was. I, I think it would have. Changed I, your prediction I, I'm a not bit. sure I would have let the Saints get that far. I Well, to me, the brackets kind of changed, of course. You know, the, the Buccaneers. Uh, I had the Buccaneers playing the Packers in the divisional round because of I mean, you know, because they were going to be the lower seed. And, of course, the Rams came in and beat the Seahawks out of nowhere. Um, so so that was kind of shocking. But we'll just have to see how it goes. And, and Sean, I'm sorry that you cannot win our playoff challenge outright. Uh, when the Saints lost, you, 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 your chances also died. It's rigged. But, you know, I'll go it's down rigged. with the ship. <laughs> no, no, you, you still have a chance. Totally you still have a chance. If the Bucks win the NFC championship and the bills win the AFC championship. And then the bucks win the super bowl. You'll tie with me. Oh, perfect. So, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I prefer to win outright, but I'm okay with winning, sharing it. I'm, I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me too bad. <laughs> and speaking of the bills, let's go to that game. The chiefs and the bills, Patrick Mahomes is in concussion protocol after a hit during uh Sunday's divisional round game against the Cleveland Browns. Chad Henney uh, had to do a few things. Andy Reid uh, as well. Very gutsy decisions. Andy Reid, of course, going for it on fourth and inches to ice the game. But, of course, Chad Henney actually had to get that close on a scramble. This is a 35-year-old man scrambling for a first down. And He's 35? He is 35. He, he just, was 23. <laughs> I know. It was such a Browns moment, though, too, because like now that they're making the playoffs and now that they probably look they probably look like they'll be successful, but it was still such a Browns moment. Like you're really going to let Chad Henney almost get the first down and then give close enough to where, you know, they did get the first down. Andy Reed actually went for it for the inches in their own territory. They said, nah, we'll go for it. And gutsy call. I'm not sure any other offense would do that, but they did it. And the chiefs won the game, but of course, Mahomes and concussion protocol. We'll have to see how that turns out. He was a limited participant today. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday. He was a limited participant. Uh, obviously, still is not clear protocol, though. They said he's done well up to this point, so hopefully that continues to trend in the right direction. 
And an independent neurologist has to confirm that too. They have to say, yeah, they have to give him the green light. And we probably won't know until Sunday whether he is ready to play. And that should make a big difference. However, that Chiefs offense is so explosive. Travis Kelsey, tight end, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver, you know. You've got so many weapons, and even some of their lower weapons are just stupid fast. And the defense, I think, showed that it can hold up. So that'll be an interesting game to me. I was just saying, the Chiefs defense, like they were doing great most of the game, but like towards the end of it, they kind of started giving, or not giving up a little, they're probably just gassed, and the Browns started making a comeback. The Golden, the, I mean, not the Golden State, the, the Chiefs do have Kelsey, they have Hill, but still, though, like they still need somebody to pass the ball. And you see how bad the second stringer was at passing. He, he, he did make that really good play, but he, remember that awful pick he threw at the end zone? <laughs> Uh, that, that, that was something I don't know if anyone, uh, knows exactly who he was throwing that ball to against a Browns secondary. Yeah, that's yeah. The Browns secondary has not been known at any point this year as uh good. It, uh, Denzel Ward should actually be a pretty good corner, but even he hasn't been as great and the rest of the secondary has just been taken advantage of really all year by, all kinds of teams. And that was one of the questions of the Browns was, could they do anything on defense? The only reason you uh, thought they could beat the Chiefs was maybe they just don't let the Chiefs have the ball very much, but it definitely wasn't because of the defense. So it definitely wasn't because of the secondary. So yeah, I think that I, I do think it will depend on Mahomes a lot. And uh, we do understand all the weapons they have, but to me, the Bills should definitely win if Mahomes is not there. If Mahomes is, then it's hard to pick against the Chiefs at that point. Um, I am probably I am going to pick the Buffalo Bills, mostly because I already picked it in in the bracket, and I I feel like I'd be kind of feel like it'd be kind of two faced. I don't really. I guess I'm not sure I can do that. I, I guess I'm not sure I can just, you know, big the Chiefs. Cause like then either way, it's like, oh yeah, I picked him like either way at that point. Like that's just kinda that's just kind of the easy road out. Like that'd just be the easy road out. So <laughs> I, I guess I know, don't think I can do that. I still think the Bills will win too. And I'd even well, I did pick them, but they weren't even my draft's already blown up, so it doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I not the only thing that's going to get blown up tonight. Don't think Josh Allen has looked super great in the playoffs, but the first week he played one of the best defenses in the playoffs. Last week he played a Ravens defense, which is not bad. And I think he'll finally get a bit of a softer defense to play against and really show how he performed in the regular season in the postseason. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Um, the Chiefs beat the Bills 26-17 in the regular season, and they pretty much stopped the Bills from doing a whole lot of anything. But I think this Bills team is a lot different. Uh, this Bills team has just been fantastic. If it wasn't for a Hale Murray from the Arizona Cardinals, um, the the Bills would be on the Bills would have finished the season on a 10-game winning streak. So to me, the the Buffalo Bills are for real and they definitely are that good and can be the Chiefs even at their best. Nah. Just 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 enough. 
Listen you gotta do the Paul Pierce thing. I, I agree. And then and then just closes out after like two minutes of not talking, you gonna do the Paul Pierce. No. No. I agree. I um I have the I have the Chiefs winning, but uh, I think it really just comes down to Patrick Mahomes playing. If he doesn't play, I think the Bills will take it. But if the if Patrick Mahomes is able to come back, I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm gonna stick stick with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs and Kermit the Frog. I, I know my my reasoning for the Bills was if the Chiefs still kind of do this thing where they don't really start off that hot, the Bills, I don't think, will let them back in. I think the Bills are a team that could stop them and say, no, you're not just going to do your little comeback thing against us that you've done pretty much all year, that you did all of last postseason, where you just go down by two scores and you just don't care. So <laughs> um, I think the the scary thing about the Chiefs is against the Browns, they showed they can get off to a fast start. And maybe if I had known that, I might have picked the Chiefs to go all the way just because that 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 makes such a difference. I, I guess I am deep in my heart picking the Chiefs. I feel like they'll win. I'll probably be wearing my Mahomes jersey too, but uh, I, the, I, I'm just going to say the Bills, and either way, I'll feel okay about it. <laughs> but I, I, I think I have to pick the Bills on this one. And now when we come back, we'll talk about Brooklyn's big three and the NBA and coronavirus, should they continue. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Flags and Fouls. Check out our website at Lee3Pods.com and tell your friends, strangers, we don't care, to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets Big Three. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving signed in the summer of 2019, but Kevin Durant did not play the whole year. He was recovering from a torn Achilles, suffered in the 2019 NBA Finals. Kyrie played a lot of that season, but then he ended up getting hurt as well. Didn't even travel to the bubble before or in the bubble of last season, rather. So Kyrie and KD looked like they were going to be a really dynamic duo. They started off really hot. And then Kyrie Irving left for personal issues that we still don't really know about. And he apparently violated the COVID protocols while he was out. So his first game is actually right now as we speak, which... The Nets are losing to the Cavs by, uh, that looks like 13, as there's about eight and a half minutes left in the fourth, so I'm not sure it's looking too great so far, but Kyrie had left, and the Nets made a trade for James Harden of the Houston Rockets, who was disgruntled with the Rockets, just didn't believe they could win, and basically just didn't try the last four games of the, of the the that he was with the Rockets, and it was... Really peculiar to see, kind of forced their hand, made some comments in a press conference that Rockets teammates John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins didn't like. Harden gets traded, ends up being a huge four-team trade. The Nets also trade away Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and Tarim Prince, who were really good bench players. So you do worry a little bit about their depth. You wonder if they can play defense. But now they have easily three of the best players in the NBA, possibly two of the top five and definitely three of the top 10. So how far do you think the Nets will go with this team? Ooh. Chip. It's a chip. Chip. I think it's, um, I don't know. They don't have that much depth. Like, to be honest, the starters are nice. They have KD, Kyrie Irving, and Harden. I don't think when when out there, when, when those three are on the floor, I think they'll be all right. But once they get off, I don't know. Well, you have to think about um, last year, the Lakers didn't have 
for depth. Uh, they they had quite a bit of depth. Yeah, they had some depth. They just didn't have big names. No, the Lakers were actually built really. The Lakers were built, and they're they're still my pick. I, I'm giving some of this away. They're still my pick to win it all until proven otherwise. I think the Nets will be a very difficult team to beat. I personally think they'll get to the conference championships and lose. And I'm not sure which team will beat them currently. They just beat the Bucks the other night without Kyrie Irving, which I don't know if they're better with or without Kyrie Irving yet. That's to be seen. But I think they lost a lot of good defensive players. I think they did too. Jared Allen being one of them. I mean, he just took the starting job finally as a starting center for the Nets. And he gets, he protects the paint pretty well. He's a very good young player. And I think they're going to miss him dearly in the playoffs. I think they will too. I I do wonder with a starting lineup of uh, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and then like a Jeff Green or DeAndre Jordan, are they too small? Are they, are they going to be able to defend? I get that they can score, but if they're not all buying in on doing that, this team could have a lot of issues. And uh, Sean actually alluded to it. Are they even better with Kyrie? Because Kevin Durant and James Harden, they played two games without Kyrie. He was still kind of in protocols, which that that's not because they were worried about the risk. They just didn't want to put him into game action too early. So they sat him out. And Kevin Durant and James Harden looked amazing together as a duo. But you do wonder if Kyrie Irving who now also probably will want the ball in his hands, you do worry that maybe they just can't figure it out. And to me, that's the big thing is nothing is proven about this team. We don't know who's one, two, and three. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say I wouldn't really say that because they're playing right now. And Kevin Durant has 26 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 three-pointers made. James Harden has 10 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, which means he's actually dealing the rock pretty well. And uh, two three-pointers made. And then my man Kyrie has 25 points and three assists, one steal, and one three-pointer. So so James Harden said that. Said, uh, he's- but they're losing to the Cavs bench. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I want to be careful about that. I want to be careful about judging them on even one game or two games. I, I do have to be careful on that because, I mean, we saw the Warriors. When the Warriors... um went 73 and nine their first loss was to a bucks team that was young and this was about five six years ago so this was a young bucks team that really they looked like they could be good but i mean they weren't they definitely were not what they are now so i mean i I, i'm i worry about judging off of one game that's what's unfortunate is that they're watching jared allen be fantastic against them that's kind of what's a little sad jared allen went to the cleveland cavaliers so they're kind of having to watch that. That feels great for him, though. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Jared Allen just gets to and he's winning. Man, he's gonna if they win, he's gonna go to bed smiling. <laughs> and, and, and and that's good because the Cavs aren't gonna do a whole lot of winning this year. So I mean, he definitely needs to treasure this. So yeah, definitely. It is true. It's difficult to judge a team off of one game. I mean, if we if we do judge a team off one game, what the the Mavericks lost to the to the Bulls. I personally think they're better than the Bulls, but they've lost twice to the Bulls, and the Lakers just lost to the to the um to the Warriors. The Lakers just lost to the Warriors. 
<laughs> I I think the Warriors will make the playoffs, but I I don't see them being a team that upsets other teams. Yeah, and I, I do think the Warriors can make it too. But yeah, I mean, it's not they won't they'll be a tough out. But over a seven game series, uh, no, they they're not going to win. They're just not going to win a series. Of course, we talked about Steph Curry possibly being that dark horse MVP, which I think is possible. But I think now we're noticing guys like maybe Nikola Jokic, who's averaging a triple double now, is just crazy. And uh, Luka, Luka Doncic for the Mavs, Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Bucks, they're still in there. Uh, you can never count out LeBron James, Kevin Durant, say KD, Kevin Durant, and and you do think Kevin Durant's on a big three, but I mean LeBron James actually won an MVP while he was with the big three Miami Heat, so it's definitely possible. Um, back though to Kevin Durant and the Nets. To me, uh, we also say judge off of one game. That's positive and negative. Um. To me, I do think they are the favorites to now make the conference finals, mostly because the Bucs have also not proven to me that they can do well in the playoffs. So I'm going to give the edge to the Nets. But to me, the Los Angeles Lakers, and I know they had a rough game against the Warriors on MLK Day, but normally that defense is so stout and LeBron and Anthony Davis are sometimes unstoppable. I just cannot say that the Lakers will not win. I can't say that right now. They have some other team has to prove to me that they are going to be better than the Los Angeles Lakers over a seven game series. And nobody has done that. If anything, the Clippers are closer based on how much they've proven. Isn't Paul George having like a great year too? Paul George is having a fantastic year. Yeah. Very good year. And I, I didn't like the Clippers last year. I just didn't see the dynamic between the players last year. Maybe it's just because it's, Paul George was hurt for a good chunk of the season, but I think they look a lot better this year. And I think, <laughs> I think they'll finally be able to make it to a conference championship. <laughs> That's so sad that they were that close and they, they choked. Yeah, no, they were very close and it was, it was, it was a horrible choke, but I, I agree. They're flying under the radar a little bit and that might change as the season goes on, but they do not have nearly the amount of hype around them that they did last year, but I think they're better. I think that's a good thing that they don't have the hype. And I think that will help them a lot. They don't have the pressure of having to save the Clippers organization from, you know, years of, not even years of mediocrity, years of being bad. It, I mean, this is not, this is not an organization that's ever really done well. Um, and, and good for them. They, they at least have an owner that, that, is always enthusiastic. I mean, oh my gosh, Steve Ballmer is something else, man. He's he's crazy. I thought Mark Cuban was really invested personally, but I don't know. Ballmer might take the cake, but I like the Clippers and the Lakers, but really with the Nets, to me, they have to prove it. They have to prove that they can figure out how to spread the ball among three fantastic scorers, and they have to figure out how to play enough defense not they don't have to be a Lakers defense but they do have to play enough defense to get the job done especially against these duos like LeBron James Anthony Davis on the Lakers Kawhi Kawhi Leonard Paul George on the on the Clippers and even on the Bucks Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton we always forget about Middleton I mean he's actually a fantastic scorer to me the Nets have to prove it but I think they can and it'll be fun to watch them, and that's for sure. I think we can all agree on that. Championship or bust the next two years. But I think they can do it. And of course, so 
all of this just seems silly to talk about sometimes because we are still living through the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, the coronavirus has ravaged everything. We're, we're very lucky we have at the moment two vaccines uh, with emergency use authorization in the United States, uh, probably a third on the way very soon. But it is ravaging the NBA as well as, of course, the rest of the country, but it's ravaging the NBA. You've had games postponed left and right. You're having whole teams not being able to play for weeks. But then some of the teams that, you know, okay, well, no, you do have enough players. Yeah, I have eight. I have eight players, and that's because I dressed an injured guy. Uh, and I, I am alluding to the 76ers, what they did against the Nuggets a week or two ago, where they actually dressed an injured Mike Scott just to play the game. I don't know if there was pressure from the NBA or what that was, but they ended up doing that. So that way they had eight players and they played like that for a while where they just had eight players. And I mean, that's, that's detrimental to a team and what's going to happen with all these games. I mean, what do y'all think should happen? This just seems out of control to me. They tightened the protocols, but it's, it's kind of hard. It's just so yeah. difficult. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's like there's a lot of games being postponed and it's been happening for like a 10 day span now, like just games being postponed, like back to back to back. But like a lot of players, when they test them, they come back positive. So it's hard to tell the league to stop playing when the when the players are doing good. So it's kind of hard to say to cancel it. But it is kind of unfair when teams have less players than the others and they have to play the game. Mm-hmm. It's just so difficult because the NFL had, they have weeks between their games. They have a whole week to figure out how they're going to manage the COVID situation. But with the NBA, sometimes they don't even have a day to manage the, the, the games. And I, I was talking to Nathan earlier, where are they going to move these games? Where are they going to fit in these games? And how are players going to react to games that they have to play in the future? Uh, yeah, and, I, and I, I pretty much said, I don't know. Um, we can look at the Major League Baseball season and the Miami Marlins had a huge outbreak. The Miami Marlins had 18 players and two coaches contracting the coronavirus. They didn't have three of their five starting pitchers. They, I mean, relievers, starting, starting hitters. I mean, they, they didn't have anyone. It was, it was crazy. They were having to bring all kinds of guys in. And the Miami Marlins had something crazy where they were playing like a game every day. And sometimes they were having to play a double header because all these games got postponed. I mean, it was... It, it was crazy. I don't know how you can move forward like that, but they did and they figured out how to get it done. And in the end, the postseason had little mini bubbles and they figured that out. But what whatever, I guess. I guess they figured out how to get through it. They didn't lose too much money, so get through it, right? But can the NBA do that? They can't do that. Can they? Do they add, Sean said this, do they add weeks to the season Maybe to do this? That's what would be the best option, just so they can play the games that are postponed. Because we do have to remember, they did not release a second half schedule. They only released the first half of the season. So they have a lot of flexibility, and I think that was intentional. I, I think they saw the possibility of this coming, and they just said, yeah, we'll, we'll just do the first half. But how does that affect everything around them? I mean, the teams that don't have as many postponed games, now they have longer breaks, and I mean, and and I guess the bigger question is, the protocols are tighter now. They cannot leave their home, which they really couldn't anyway, but they really can't leave their home except to do, you know, 
team stuff and essential activities. You're talking uh, limited shoot arounds, no post game, no post game um, interactions, no hugs. You got an elbow bump, no talking for a long time. Now they're bringing in mid court security to stop this as well because they saw NBA players still kind of violate those protocols. So I guess the question is, is it safe? Yeah. Um, but also, uh, there's been talks that Adam Silver is trying to get a deal with one of the companies to get the, some players vaccinated. So maybe that I know it's to like ensure that the vaccine works, but it also could work to like stop the delays of the NBA games. Well, well, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is a huge debate, uh, especially in the NBA world, because you get into this thing where, and this will happen anyway to some degree. These are now privileged athletes in many ways because they make millions of dollars and they are some of the healthiest people in the world. Uh-huh. And to let them get vaccines is questionable. To let them get vaccines before yeah, people that need it more, older people, uh, people with pre-existing conditions is very questionable. Well, the thing is, we are... Well, like the thing, the thing is, we already are doing a horrible job at distributing the vaccines. We've thrown so many away. So I would rather get these athletes vaccinated to create more like a safety net around it, so more people actually trust it, and for them to like actually keep playing on. If I rather them being healthy and take it than and just being thrown away, I don't see a point. If we're not using them, might as well. I think I think it probably caused some like. Troubles in social media, though, if the players got them before the people who actually need them, it felt it probably make it seem like they were privileged. Because Bulls has a point, but I can oh, no, see, I see both if sides. We're, if we're by the way, vaccines. I totally see both sides, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what I would yeah, do. Yeah, I understand, but you should just give everybody the vaccine. It's a difficult situation. <laughs> it's a PR nightmare. It would be. I mean, it would be fantastic in the sense that it would strengthen the idea of a vaccine, if it does help the players and prevent more outbreaks uh, in the NBA season. But then, like like y'all mentioned, these players then become privileged icons that come before the general public. And, and I think the point that Charles Barkley made was they pay more in taxes. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, mm, that starts getting into... That that just gets weird That's to me like that to, I, I didn't really... Yeah. <laughs> I saw where he was going with it. I, I completely saw the track he was on was, yeah, we get more of the government, now you're now you're getting paid back in a way, I guess. But I just... I, I think the I think he's missing the point, though, that why, why do they deserve it more? I think that's the entire yeah. issue. I mean, the thing was, like, what sports taught me, like, what Corona taught when it shut down all the sports, it kind of taught us, like, like it, sports are there for, to entertain the world. You know what I mean? Because without it, it was all, it was just boring. So I can see why he would feel that way. But at the same time, they're getting paid millions to play a sport. Yeah, you know I mean? and... I don't know if that's... And it, I think... So, like, I don't know if the Texas thing is good. We know during me. World War II, they wanted to keep baseball going to get morale going. So in a way, they were privileged, even though they did not make nearly... As much money as they do today. Oh, Not even no. close. I mean, it, it was... <laughs> and, and that goes for all sports. It's insane how much that it's That goes increased. for all sports. But I... 
I guess I don't know what you're supposed to do because at the same time, I say that why did they deserve it more than some of the general public? Well, some of the general public doesn't want to take the vaccine, apparently, and I think that's a whole issue is <laughs> the, the confidence in the vaccine is absurdly low to me, and I, I don't think that should be – I don't even think that should really be a debate. They went through the trials. They didn't find anything weird. Um, basically, the only thing I found was – uh, and they haven't really tested it on pregnant women, so I mean, maybe be careful there. And people with um, people that have a history of allergic reactions shouldn't take it. There are some weird things there in uh, the UK. Some nurses had some bad anaphylactic uh, had some bad anaphylactoid reactions, but to me, it's just I I just don't get the 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 anti-vax movement. I don't get the fear of the vaccine over COVID. And to me, I think that just shows that we're so scared of change. We're so scared of what we don't know. Because now we know COVID and we're fine. Yeah. It's 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 just stupid. You know what's crazy, though? To me. What I thought was funny, someone was like, you don't even know what's in Tylenol. And I was like, that's a great point. No, oh my gosh, yes. That's actually <laughs> great. I, I don't really know either. Me neither. Well, we, but but you know what I mean? when I'm sick, I'm but like, it's normalized. Tylenol. Now. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I hope they figure it out. To me, though, the NBA is in a rough spot. I hope the tightening of the protocols works because this could be difficult. I am honestly okay with whatever the NBA does with the vaccine. I am willing to be at peace with I it. I am too. How, yeah. Whichever direction they go, I'm not going to jump on them and say, you know, oh my gosh, they're so privileged now because there's there's – uh, in a lot of cases, actually, there's a lot of other things going on in these players' lives, too, that I don't really want to go too far into. We know, of course, Kyrie Irving left for personal issues and all that stuff. So these are real people in the end. But we shall see what happens with the NBA and the coronavirus. Of course, there was a game postponed today. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Let's just say it is going to go on. And let's make our NBA game picks for the next two weeks. At the moment, Sean and I are tied at two and one. Omero and Jose are one and two. The Heat and the Celtics game got postponed, and the Suns and Rockets are playing as we speak. And I do not know the result of that game. We'll see that tomorrow, and that will be updated. So that's why there's only three games on the record when we actually picked five in the last episode. We're going to pick five more. Our first game that we're going to pick will be Thursday, January 21st. You might be listening to the podcast right before this comes on. Lakers and Bucks, 6.30 p.m. on TNT, Thursday, January 21st. I'm going to go with uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. I am also going with the Lakers. I am also going with the Lakers. I am going with the Bucks just because I don't like LeBron. Hey, hey, you know what? That That's fair, man. That's I fair. I expected that. Um, I, expect I expected that. I nothing expect less. <laughs> um, You know, I think it'll be a very close game. I hope so. I, I hope it's a close game. It'll come down to score similar to the Nets. I mean, you would Bucks. hope. I mean, you would hope it's not like a blowout. Milwaukee, we actually have the odds on it. Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill. Milwaukee favored by one. Interesting thing there. Friday, January 22nd, 9 p.m. on ESPN. Nuggets at Suns. I'm going to go Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is averaging a triple-double. They are... Uh, at the moment of this recording, seven and seven. But hey, I I think they're on the up. I think they're better than the record. I think the Phoenix Suns will actually win this one. 
Ooh. I think Devin Booker is going to get better as the season progresses. And Chris Paul is a great leader who has really improved the Suns team this year. They don't, they have some struggles, but I think they can pull this one out. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Oh, uh, Mayor. Uh, I have to agree with Sean. I'm going with the Suns as well. Jose. I'll go with the Suns as well. So all of y'all going Suns. Okay. I see how it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even though Jokic is doing great, I have to go with the Suns. I like Devin Booker. All right. Monday, January 25th at 6 p.m. If you have NBA League Pass, you can watch this. Charlotte Hornets said the Orlando Magic. I'm going to go with, I, I like LaMelo Ball and the Hornets. I like what maybe they're building, but I got to go with the Magic, man. Why not? I mean, just, just why, why not? <laughs> nobody cares oh, about him. They have the best player in the world that literally nobody's heard of in Nikola Vucevic, their center. And of course, you haven't looked him up, so go, go ahead and do that. You will know his backup, Mo Bamba, but whatever. Mo Bamba. Yeah. I think I think LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets will actually win this game. But um these two teams, they are so inconsistent this season that it could go either way. Yeah, honestly. I have the Hornets. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Hornets as well cuz LaMelo's been balling out and then Gordon Hayward is playing like he was playing back in Utah. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Hornets as well. Oh, I'm also going with the Hornets. I believe they'll, they'll Oh the boy, magic. you guys are just all against me today. <laughs> we I just see how it is. Sorry to say. If, if, if You're just a hater, you man. You're just a hater, man. Wednesday, January 27th, 6.30 on ESPN. Lakers and 76ers. We got another Lakers game on tap. I'm going to go Lakers again. I, I, think, I think the defense will be too much. Of course, they could do the same thing they did with the Warriors, and I think Joel Embiid is... Feeling it right now for the 76ers, and that team is on the rise, but we'll see. Well, I'm going with my same response. I don't like LaFraud. Three, three sits in one, so I'm going to go with the Sitzers. You forgot La Mickey Mouse, but okay. Sean? Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Lakers. Ooh, all I'm right. also going with the Lakers. All right, now, now y'all are feeling me. Hell yeah, bro, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. All right. I'm feeling you, all right. I'm feeling you. Tuesday, February 2nd, 6.30 on TNT. Clippers at Nets. Nets. Ooh, the Nets? Okay. You're just going to jump me. I'm picking. Okay. I, You know, I like the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Clippers. This game is going to be so fun to watch. I'm I'm looking forward to this game. Um, I, I think it'll also be the Clippers. I just... I feel like Kawhi and Paul George have learned their lesson. Not that they maybe thought this, but just the team in general has learned the lesson of feeling overconfident about other teams. And now they get to play a team that also has the ability to feel really overconfident. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. It is kind of that same dynamic in a way. Omero. I have the Clippers winning. I think the Nets might have some chemistry tr- troubles for the beginning. Uh, and the Clippers mm-hmm. will have this one. All right. So these will be some interesting picks. Uh, the link will be on lead3pods.com. And we will also put the link to our game picks in the description. You do have to listen to the episode to get the actual picks, but you can see what games we have picked. And as they are completed, we will update the standings. And honestly, that's all we got, guys. Um, 
everybody stay safe. As we talked about, the coronavirus is still here. Vaccines are on the way. Everybody just stay safe. Sean, you have recovered from the coronavirus. You are now at Texas A&M again. Woo. He, he is. <laughs> gig him. Yeah, let's. Gig him. Gig him, all right. Um, I, I say wreck him, but I, I, I'm like a closet Aggie gig fan. Em, <laughs> I, 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 I do secretly really support them a lot, just not as much as my Red Raiders. It also feels better in football because um, Tech's not very, very good. Now, basketball and baseball, Tech's fantastic. So it's it's awesome. It's like, yeah, let's go. I, I feel good to be a Red Raider. <laughs> I feel great to be a Red Raider. Those deals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it called? I don't, have, I don't got COVID, but I got strep. Oh, yeah, you got strep. Okay, now we've all been sick. Or no. No, now Sean and Jose have been sick while recording a podcast. Uh, Omero, you and I are... You, Maybe you and I are next. Who do you think it's going to be next week or next episode? Hopefully not me. Because I, already, I already Omer, had COVID. Already, yeah, he's already immune, bro. He 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 drank from that water pipe when he was a little kid in Mexico. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't getting he ain't getting anything, bro. I, I drank straight from the water. Hose. Yeah, yeah. I'm placing my bets on bulls. Yeah, I, I, I am too. Bulls, I, I, I am a, I am a Texas Tech after all, so we'll see how that goes. Um. Yeah, but you don't you don't worry about no you don't worry about no strip or no no uh, don't worry about you that. worry about them. You, I, no, worry about, uh, worry about I worry about going to stress. Chitwood and having some Chitwood parties. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, um, no, saying. All right. Uh, see you guys in two weeks, Thursday, February fourth. Make sure you're also on the lookout for Making a Racket, our tennis podcast that will premiere Tuesday, February twenty third. We'll see you guys then. I'm not a part of that one, so it just won't be as good. <laughs> I'm a part of that, so it'll be really good.